Good morning, y'all. Welcome to my podcast, A Musician's Perspective, where we talk about life from, as you guessed it, a musician's perspective. On today's podcast, what is this podcast? Who am I? And where to learn stuff? So let's start with the first one. What is this podcast? Well, in all honesty, it's kind of an experiment. Uh, I figured since everyone else and their mother has one, that I might as well invest some time to see if I can do this as well. Um, this is very, very unscripted and a lot of rambling. Uh, it's about 10 minutes, so I don't really have enough time to talk about things that go into really like uh, in-depth stuff because it's so unscripted. So what I'm thinking is that this format may or may not change depending on how this one goes. What I'm essentially trying to do is a stream of consciousness podcast where I just talk about stuff. Like I have some very, very vague ideas on what I want to talk about. And hopefully I can get those ideas out. But the reason why I even started this in the first place is because my girlfriend was like, like whenever she talks to me, she's always like, it's like you're not really paying attention to what I'm saying. You're just trying to think of the next thing to say. And I thought, you know what? This is horrible for my relationship, but may or may not make a pretty damn good podcast. So we're going to try it. See how it goes. We have some topics here. Might as well give them a little bit of thought. Um, Now what I am worried about is not having content that's actually rewarding. So if I find that this podcast lacks a lot of depth and a lot of like actual thinking or knowledge, then I'm going to scrap it and see if I can make a more scripted one or I'll see if I can keep my ideas very, very narrow so I can really explore what's going on in my head. And all this information, for the most part, it's what I believe to be accurate. And in order to really, really understand something, you have to do your own research. You know, What I talk about here isn't necessarily going to be the most accurate. This is what my research has led me to believe and what I think that you should do as another human being is do more research and figure out whether or not your opinion slash knowledge conflicts with mine. And if it does, that's okay. That's how it works. That's how understanding the world works. That's how we come to conclusions as a species. All right. So who am I? I'm a producer, musician, teacher, student, a whole bunch of other shit. Oh, by the way, this podcast is going to be completely uncensored and unedited, so I don't really give a fuck fuck about swearing, but I have to wear a lot of hats as a musician. Um, actually, on the other, like, on while I was on Reddit, I was talking to another person. They were asking, like, what do I do for a living? And, you know, I explained I'm a student, but, you know, to make ends meet, I'm a musician which is super vague. Uh, I don't just play shows live. I wish I did. That'd be great. But I'm a producer as well. I give guitar lessons. I have to do a lot of stuff to make ends meet. Because 
most of the time when you're a musician, you can't just do your own original stuff because it doesn't make money. Like as sad as I am to admit it, but like my Patreon brings in $70 a month. Great. That's like a third of my rent, you know, which I'm, I know I'm very blessed because my rent is extremely low, but I have to do stuff like play fly me to the moon at India garden for two hours for $50. You know what I mean? A, a lot of this stuff is not glorious at all. It's not glamorous. It's actually really, really like in a lot of people's eyes sad, but you do it cause you love it. You know, I love playing fly me to the moon to the people. I love being a worship leader. I love making beats. There's a lot of stuff that I do that I don't necessarily think is the creating art but it certainly is functioning as something for someone else and I'm glad that I can be the person to make that happen I'm glad that that's paying my bills as well it's like a function that's like indirectly related to music um, or at least creating what you consider art which is a whole nother picture that we'll talk about some other day because that one is whew, that's a can of worms I can't open in a 10-minute podcast yet. Um, so let's give or take who I am. And also keep in mind, I'm a college student, so and I'm studying music. I'm not super advanced or anything. I haven't been playing music for 15, 30 years, you know what I mean? Uh, well, I guess I have been playing music for about 15 years, but... Um, regardless, I'm not a, I'm not a touring... You know, super famous person. I'm just your run-of-the-mill college kid trying to get some of his ideas out there and trying to create content for my Patreon. Shout out to everyone on my Patreon who's listening to this. Um, I also want to put this on YouTube. Actually, no, SoundCloud, so I can bring in some other people who aren't directly related to my Patreon. Um, to my five people on Patreon. Woo fucking who. But I have another topic on here. The last one for today. Because we are hitting the six minute mark. And I figured I might as well transition. This is not smooth at all. So take that as a note for next time. Where to learn stuff. So I don't mean this as just for musicians. Although this idea most definitely applies to musicians. Uh, and it's coming from a musician's perspective, i.e. the title of this podcast. But learning stuff is f- such a huge thing. Uh, you know, it's the foundation of who we are as people who are inherently curious about the world. It's super hard. You don't know where to, be- where to begin, especially for niche topics like producing, for example. Um, and the easy answer that everyone always starts with is the internet. Going on YouTube, going on Reddit, reading forums, reading uh, reviews, doing that type of research. And that's all great, and that's how I got started as well. I learned guitar off of, you know, I don't know if y'all remember this, but Marty Jams and like old YouTubers like that, but they taught me how to play my first chords. And that stuff is great and all, but the problem is, it's so isolated. It isolates one idea without putting it in the broader context. For example, I was watching a video 
about side chaining 808s with kick drums, which is a super basic thing in the world of uh, trap rap production, and everyone should be doing that. But it didn't really explain like why why this is necessary. It explains the technique, but not the bigger picture. So the bigger picture would be mixing. Um, you're trying to make sure these frequencies that's from the kick drum and this um, in the 808 so that they don't clash. That's what you're that's your overall goal. And within that goal, you're trying to create a song as a whole entire thing. But you don't see that perspective. You only see, oh, when you sidechain compress something, you're making the level of the of the um, 808 momentarily go down. And that's all you see on YouTube, which is fine. I actually don't even know how I stumbled upon this YouTube video. I think I was just clicking through random videos and it came up as a recommended and I felt I might as well give it a go. But this type of information, although very useful and definitely something you need to know how to do, if it's not put in the broader context, it's not really worth knowing if you don't even know what you're doing. Um, so this became an issue for me in high school because I was learning isolated techniques like that. And then I went into actually, you know, mix songs and whatnot. And I found that although I knew a couple techniques, I knew how to, you know, mic a guitar amp and stuff like that. It's still very vague on what the actual step-by-step -step process is. So in my senior year of high school, I got an internship at a studio. I had already I had already done enough like research that I could quote unquote mix a song like very roughly, but you know I could mix a song. And we're already at the 10 minute mark, so I've already found out that I will be lengthening these. What I found that getting that inter internship was super useful was connecting all the dots together. I found out why it matters, why compression matters, why you need to limit your track, blah, blah, blah. And, and you know, a lot of these vague concepts, learning them one by one, you don't actually understand what they are. And getting, getting an internship puts everything in perspective. It allows you to see the step-by-step -step process without, you know, breaks in between. You're seeing literally every aspect of it. For example, I played the guitar part on a song, I recorded vocals on a song, and this isn't my music, this is just like, I, I got to witness this happening. Um, I was the studio intern, so like, I had to do some of the menial tasks, so like, I was the one clicking record while, you know, everyone else was doing their own thing, like, figuring out. And you know, I got to see why would you mic a cab at a different angle, or stuff like that. And it, and seeing every aspect of that really cleared up a lot of stuff for me. And it will clear up a lot of stuff for you too, just being around for the whole entire thing instead of just like witnessing a small piece. And so that's what I found very, very helpful, getting an internship, being able to see the whole picture. Or any it doesn't even it doesn't have to be an internship, just some sort of mentorship where you can see everything being put together. So one of the things, one of the other things that I found that is massively underutilized are books.
a lot of people go straight to YouTube, uh, which is understandable because books are you know, outdated in today's society. What people have to realize is that the internet is very unadulterated. It's very, I don't even know if I'm using that word right, but it's very uncensored. It doesn't have to go through the scrutiny that books have to. So when you're reading, you're actually going through every single person's edit as well. You're seeing the culmination of ideas instead of an example, this podcast, it's just my perspective and nothing else, which is fine because that's the content that I have decided I want to put out there. But by no means that I consult with other people for this. And I don't have to because that's the way these things work. But when you're writing a book, you have to go through a lot more channels and loops in order to make sure your information is accurate. So a lot of the information in books is a lot more uh, solid. So that's why I, w- I would recommend books. I learned how to play guitar a lot from books too. And that, you know, learning a lot of theory from books as well. Um, and I still do. I have the theory of harmony like right in front of me. Uh, history of Western music. Uh, English and German diction for singers. Fun one. <laughs> but all of this comes together because those books allow you to really know like what a group of people have decided is a good amount of information and they're really good at getting the foundational stuff in check because a lot of producers and musicians nowadays they learn like a couple little details about like music theory and stuff like that and then they skip over, you know, the 90% of the rest of basic music theory. Um, they never think about anything else, which is fine. That works for them. Problem with that is they never really have a chance to think outside of their little box. Um, which is beautiful in and of, its, in and of itself, but... It's like Adam Neely put it best in a recent video that he did. If you know music theory, if you know how to read, then you'll probably be better at speaking. Although, in order to speak, you don't necessarily need to know how to read. So shout out Adam Neely. He doesn't need my shout out because I bet everyone who's listening into this probably already know who Adam Neely is. But, you know, go check him out. <laughs> uh, he has a YouTube channel, blah, blah, blah. I'll probably put the link in the description. But books are a great source for learning foundational knowledge because that stuff is st- set in stone. That stuff is been thought about for hundreds of years and put into writing thousands of times. So that stuff is solid like it's not like a innovative crazy crazy shit like onyx ashanti's beat jazz you're not you're probably not going to find a book on that yet but wait a couple years um and now the most expensive one a standard education going to college or you know high school whatever but this this route 
in my opinion, is a great route to go, but for a lot of different reasons. Not just that you can learn super in-depth stuff. The part of college that I found most rewarding is the opportunity it provides. There are very few opportunities in the real world to do like super experimental stuff. But in a lot of cases in college, those doors are open. It's okay to come in with a like a tiny glimpse of an idea and, you know, ask a couple people around, see what you can expand upon it. See how you can expand upon it. And then you know, eventually turn that into something worthwhile. In a lot of situations in real life, uh, I've noticed this myself as well, you know, after working for in the quote-unquote music industry for a couple of years, there's not a lot of opportunity to experiment because people are paying for a certain thing. People, they want a certain thing. Whereas in college, you're paying for it. So, in that case... You get to choose. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I have a, pro- I had a professor, Dave McKee. I mean, he's retired now, but he used to tell us all the time, um, you know, this is your education. Ask questions because you're paying for this. You pay my salary or whatever, some something like that. But you get the gist of it. Um, so it's really important that people understand that. Education can open a lot of doors that's normally not opened in just doing things. If all you want to do is make trap beats all day, that's cool. You don't need to go to school for that. But if you really want to experiment, let's say you wanted to do jazz trap, you know. You can get you can get a big band together. You can get, you know, 13 musicians to play with you. You can go into the a big studio at your college and record all that. Imagine doing that in real life. You know what I mean? Like, you'd have to gather all those musicians, pay them. You'd have to pay for the time in the studio, pay for your pay, pay your producer, blah, blah blah, all that. And in the end, there's just a lot more freedom in college to do that type of stuff. Of course, you'll be weighed down by crippling college debt, but you know, figure that one out later. Alright, so those are some very vague ideas, and it's already been 20 minutes. So, what I'm thinking here is that, or it's not 20, it's almost 20 minutes. We're going to expand this podcast, but I don't want to give a specific number limit anymore. I think a number limit shouldn't be a limit, it should be a goal. So I want to get this number of minutes of content out there instead of thinking this is how much content I'm allowed so for future podcasts I'm just going to ramble and if it goes on longer than 10 minutes it goes on longer than 10 minutes but it will never be shorter than 10 minutes if that makes any sense um anyways that's a musician's perspective have a good day y'all (laughs) 